for the sake of the Gentiles. You see, Paul, Paul had been for this reason. So back, those sermons that you've been hearing for the last few weeks, back, he's explained it, right? If you weren't here, let me try to get you back up to speed here. The Gentiles have the good news. Why? Because Paul had given it to them. Um, and they had become part of the family of God. And, and that's what Paul is referring to. This is, this is the reason. And then it's interesting that Paul comes here and says, because of Jesus Christ, I'm a prisoner. He doesn't say, it's because these bad people put me in prison. He says, it's because of Jesus Christ. What, what's he saying? He's saying, God is still in control. I, I might have bad circumstances, but God is still in control. Now, I know many of you know that um, I, I was not the best child, and at three years old, I was put under house arrest. It, it happened that my parents were under house arrest, and so I got house arrest too. But at that point, we were under house arrest. Now, you can just say, well, hey, you know, let's give up on life. My mom didn't do that. We had 24-7 guards, the military, and every two weeks they switched. So my mom started saying, hey, I mean, you know, guarding my mother and my father and me, a three-year-old, that's not really a platoon's, you know, big duties. And so they're sitting around a lot. My mom said, hey, would you like to do something? Well, yeah, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And so she started them on this correspondence course in John. And then as they left, the new people came and they would send in their, and, and she was getting a lot of the military who had been at our place on a correspondence course with John. And, and then it grew into a, a bigger thing. Well, I mean, now we don't use that kind of, um, way of transferring the, the gospel, but for those days it was great because she was able to reach a lot of the military because she was a prisoner not because of the bad that was happening in the country but because Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul is saying here. It's because of God he's put me here. I mean, even think of it. We would not have much of the letters in the New Testament if Paul had been kept preaching all over and never had to stop and be in the prisons. We, we wouldn't have this book of Ephesians. We wouldn't have many of the books that Paul wrote. And so he says, it's because of God that I'm a prisoner. And then he kind of goes off on a tangent. You, you won't, he won't come back to that thought until the 14th verse. And so he starts off on this tangent about him being um, a prisoner. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation. 
as I have already written briefly. God's grace. Was it God's grace for Paul that he became a minister? Or was it God's grace that Paul came to Christ, the new God? Probably both that he's referring to here. That, that God, the ruler of the universe, said, it is so important that I have a relationship that I will send my son to die for this earth. That they might have a way to have a relationship with me. And it's that grace. But it's also the grace that, that God chose Paul to take that message to everyone. In Galatians, he writes it this way. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Um, the, the saying in America is straight from the horse's mouth. Now, if you don't understand that, I had to look it up. If you don't understand that, there are two ways that it probably came to be. One is, you don't know how old the horse is. You open its mouth, and the teeth will tell you how old it is. So you can measure the teeth. But more than likely, it was for people that were gambling at the racetracks. And you, know, you wanted to know who was going to win so you could make money, right? And so it was easier you would go to like the trainer or somebody that was close to these horses and then you would know. And probably the best source then would be actually the horse, right? And so that's where that saying comes from. And, and well, that's what Paul's saying. I got this right from the source. I, I didn't go through anybody. I, I have this message for you right from the source. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. Holy. They're, they're set apart. There's this mystery like, like having wheels. There's this great mystery that, that you can understand. But in the generations past, they, they, had, them, they had it there, but they, they didn't really understand it because Christ hadn't come yet. I mean, we can look in the Old Testament. I mean, even starting in Genesis, it says Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed through him. They had an idea that it was coming. But they didn't know what it was going to be like. Zechariah says, Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. What? Many nations will become his people? 
I will live among you and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. You see, it, it's going to be revealed. But they didn't know what it was, what was actually going to be. In the old days, we never had wheels on our luggage, did we? Right? This great revelation. Isaiah says it this way, in that day, the root of Jess, it's getting closer and closer, will stand as a banner for the people. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time and reclaim the surviving remnant of his people from, and then he has from all over. Okay? Verse 12, he will raise a banner for the nations. What's a, what's a banner? So it's, it's kind of like when you go to war, you have all these soldiers, and you have this, who they are. And that's that banner. That's, that's to say, this is this army. Okay? And, and so Isaiah is saying that there will be a time when they're going to raise this, this, this banner. They didn't know what that banner was going to be. They, they, they thought it was just Israel. But it's going to, this army, this, this people, will be all over the world under one banner, under one type. And they're looking forward to that time. And then Paul goes on to tell us this mystery. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise of Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus is going to come. He's going to die for our sins. It's God coming to us and making a way as He dies for our sins. And then is rose again so that we can live in that power. Not, not just the Jews, but also the Gentiles. And, and it'll become as, as one, one church. And, and it'll be one group under one banner in the whole world. Um, now, bear with me. I have a strange way of looking at this. And let me try to explain it Scottish. Okay? In my way. I don't know if you've been at the airport and you have watched, um, you've watched people. You know, they start with that backpack, right? Well, they get that on and, and it's, you know, that's enough. Uh oh, I better not get bored here. Right? Got, the, got that. And then, well, we need another bag. You know, and then and then you say, well, oh, I don't have enough yet, so I'll get another bag, right? And then you, well, I'm gonna put that over here. And then, have you have you ever watched those guys? 
Another bag. Yeah. Okay. And I got this. And I got the tennis racket. And oh yeah, your coat. Yep, you gotta have your coat, right? And you watch these people go down and, and they're struggling down there for with all their luggage, right? And you say, what is going on? Right? It's, it's kind of like how the world lives now, isn't it? We've got, we, we section it off. We say, oh, you know, your skin color, well, you better be in this bag. And you, your belief system, well, you better be in this bag. And your, uh, who you belong to or the nation you belong to, well, we'll put you in that bag. And, and Paul's here and he says, look, we've got this revelation. We've got this, this bag. That, that is the church. And, and we, we get this bag, and, and we open it up, you see, and, and then we, we take everything. We take all these people from all over the world, and, and we put them in the church. And we, see if I can get it saw off now. <laughs> We, we put it all in there, right? See if I can get it all. Uh-oh. This one. This one. We, we, we get this. We, we get people from different belief systems and, and different cultures and different skin colors and different uh, ideologies. And we get people from all these different groups some like to play tennis, and others like to play badminton, which is better. But, uh, uh, you know, they have different ideas of what they like and what they don't like. And, and we try to, we put it all in. Let's see if I can get it all in. It, it, it did come all in today. Not packing well here, I know. My, uh, my packing skills. Put it all in. Oh, we'll have to take out one of these. <laughs> and then we zip it up. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Look at this. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? And, and Jesus is saying, look, the, this church lives that out. We're, we're not just baggage. I mean, let's face it. We're sinners. We all have baggage. We all come to Christ with baggage. And in the world, we say, well, with your baggage, you should be here. And with your baggage, you should be there. And, and it's just bulky and cumbersome. But, but God says, no, I put it all in the church. Under Jesus Christ, who has died for you and for that sin. And, and yeah, we still have baggage. But we can manage it. We could go down that airport just strolling, no big issue, because we have wheels, right? God's revealed it to us. And it's in the church. It's not this... Well, I'm a separate group. I'm, you know, my small group. We're, we're the cool ones, 
Oh, my, this group. Yeah, well, we study the Bible correctly. No, he says, look, it's the church. And the church needs you to function all together. Yes, we're all different. But that's what he's trying to tell us here. He's got this great revelation for us. You are the church. And you come from all different places to be that church. Let's move on. Now he goes to a different type of illustration. He says, I became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the work of his power. Although I am less than the least of the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches in Christ. You see, he says, I don't know if you've ever been out of a job, but when you're out of a job, you feel like, ugh, it's the hardest job there is to try finding a job, right? Because everyone's telling you you're not good enough. But he says, look, he's not saying, oh, it's horrible to be a, a servant. He's saying, God has given me dignity. I am a servant of the Most High God. I'm that one who gets to go to the palace. And not only that, God has given me a position there. See, Paul says, my position is to preach to the Gentiles. He's given each of us positions in his church as servants to make it work how it should. And, and when you aren't there, then your position isn't being filled. Or when you say, well, we'll all let somebody else do it. The job's not getting done. And as a church, we have our positions in what we need to do. And God, and Paul here is saying, look, um, God's given me dignity because I am a servant. I'm not just a nobody sitting in the village doing nothing for nobody, hoping that something will happen. But God has given me dignity as a servant of the Most High God, and that's who I am. And I have a job, specifically what that job is. And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. You see, he's made this very plain. There's wheels now. You can use a roller. It's like that mystery of how you get things from here to there nicely. It's the church. 
The world needs the church. The world needs us to step up and be the church. And God has given us that. And He's given us each positions. Now, I put the maids' positions and the servants' positions, right? But if if the butler has to be the coachman, he's going to be away when he needs to be a butler, right? There's there's different positions. Are they is one better than the other? No. They need each other to work and make it work. And God says or Paul saying here, look, it's a mystery. But but God's revealed it to us because Jesus Christ has come died for us so that we can have a relationship with God. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to His eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, it's through the church that we see those things happen. It's through the church that we see these powers of evil diminish. When you see in our societies things that that aren't helpful, Paul says, It's through the church that we see those things disappear. Because God has given us the power and He shows it through our church. In Him and through faith in Him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I don't know about you, but I would not be comfortable just walking into the Prime Minister's office (coughs) tomorrow. I just wouldn't be comfortable going in and saying, hey, Prime Minister, I want to talk to you. Right? No way. Now, if I had somebody that was taking me that had that authority, okay. Now, if I was the grand, the grandson of the prime minister, I probably could just walk in, right? But for most of us, we don't just walk into the prime minister's office and just say, "Hey, here's what I you need to know." You're just not running the country well. This is how you do it. Blah 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 blah. No, you you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't even go there to say, hey, let's have tea tomorrow, right? So why do you think that you should be able to go to the creator of the heavens and the earth, which is way above the prime minister, and just walk in and say, God, here's my problems. God, here's what's happening. God, would you help me with this? Why? There's only one reason. It's because 
we have had faith in Jesus Christ. And He has forgiven us our sins. And we have that relationship with Him that He says, okay, I will take you into the throne room. I will bring you there that you can have a relationship with God, creator of earth. And you can do that with confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you. Which are your glory. Let's let's go back to my illustration. Look, if if you have a a bag like this, there's going to be tension on this handle, right? Everything else just gets to sit there. But but there's going to be this tension on this handle as you go back and forth. And Paul's saying, look, I. I'm taking that tension for you. I'm, I'm the handle. And I'm taking that tension. And I'm here in prison. <coughs> Why? Not. It's not a bad thing. Somebody's got to do it. And, and that's my, my honor. To be able to get the whole church to keep moving. I'm that handle. Okay, it's a Scottism. But hopefully, you'll remember what the church is like. You see, <coughs> Paul's not insecure. He's not, oh, poor me. He's saying, no, look at the whole picture. We're the church. We're here to bless this community. Let's, let's go do it. And, and I'm more than willing to sacrifice to see that happen. So, first, have you accepted by faith what Jesus Christ did for you? He died on the cross. He was buried. And He rose again. He died for your sin for your shame. But that's for everyone. But it comes down to have you accepted it? Or are you just walking the other way? You see, it's that time where you repent and turn towards Him. And you say, by faith, I'm going to walk the way God wants me to. And I'm going to accept what Jesus has done. So first thing is, have you come to that point in your life where by faith you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior? And then, if you've come to that place, then what's your place in the church? What gifts and talents has He given you so that you can help this church where God has planted you to grow in this community, to show God in this community.
So I guess the question comes down to, are you in one of those bags? You know, like I'm this part or I'm that part and, and I'm burdening the world. Or have I gotten in that roller bag, the church, that helps move everything along? Do I, do I kind of look like this lady who has no care in the world taking her bag? Or do I look like this lady trying to be fashionable but got it all? Which one are you? Where are you? God, give us grace that we might understand who you are and what you have for each one of us. Amen.